The following podcast is an audio version of a live show that takes place daily on Crowdcast. To join our live audience, visit our Crowdcast website at crowdcast.io slash in lieu of fun. That's crowdcast.io slash in lieu of fun. We're not allowed to have fun anymore. So lieu of fun, let's at least not be bored. And we are live. It is Monday, it's December 27th, 2021, 5.01 p.m. It is also 5.01 p.m. in Brooklyn, and it is also 5.01 p.m. in Manhattan. All, all the hosts are in the same time zone, as is the panelist that we have already brought on. See, we're going to flash him on screen here. Here's written Richard Wattenbarger, who's going to be uh, uh, joining us uh, with questions later in the show. If you want to join us with questions later in the show, uh, flag it in the Ask a Question box. Uh, this is a, and I will bring you on. You we have two more spaces for panelists. It is a Mastiff shirt day, which is oh. a special... Thanks for stretching that out because until you said that, I just thought it was like a wrinkly dog face shirt day. Well, it is, but it is that too. That would be the sir category. I think um, that more, more than anything, today is a day that will live in um, infamy. In infamy because it is il me a lot. Okay, it, it'll live in infamy. Um, in yeah. lieu of fun to me. I have no idea what Kate is talking about, but I'm excited about today because because Scott, or maybe he'll tell the truth. So Scott, we have been uh, badgering Scott to play Where's the Lie for months now because, uh, well, Scott is the funniest person associated with In Lieu of Fun. He's also the person who kind of adopts a persona most consistently. and but you never know uh, which one it is, which is. And exactly, fine. you don't know. Is it like, <laughs> is it like a aloof, absent-minded professor? Is it shit poster? Is it uh, um, uh, one who cares really deeply about democracy? Yeah. Right, or it's or is it, or is it earnest, democracy. taking terrible ideas seriously persona, yeah. <laughs> uh, and weigh, weighing them earnestly, um, and so. <laughs> The thought of Scott making up a story um, and uh, telling it in an extended dance format and us having to guess whether it was uh, true or false uh, seemed uh, really good. And Scott, um, as you would expect, was weirdly resistant to this idea. You know, did a lot of, well, I'd love to, but not today for weeks at a time. Did some... I don't know if I can tell stories bullshit. Um, and so we, we um, uh, finally lassoed Scott by the neck and dragged him onto the show. And he's going to play Where's the Lie? And uh, I'm just going to remind you of the rules. Uh, we have two open spaces on the panel. If you want to be on the panel, 
flag it in the ask a question box. That's rule number one. Rule number two, the poll is already up as to whether Scott is lying. You can vote at any time. You can change your vote at any time. 65% of you are starting out with the Scott is lying vote. Uh, I'll That's something similar to what happened to Jordan. By the time we were done with Jordan Ellenberg, 65% of you thought he was telling the truth. He was lying. So he, he actually persuaded 35% of you that he was telling the truth only to then turn around and uh, tell you he was lying. Um, we're going to, uh, uh, and there's one, of course, key rule. Uh, we will get three questions. Each of the panelists will get three questions. You can chat about it um, in the chat. You can do say anything you want. You can fact check Scott in real time. What you cannot do is look anything up on Google. You can't Google anything Scott says. You can't, you know, use the encyclopedia. Only people's minds count. Now, could you Where's do it? Where's my copy of legality? Can I use my copy of legality? <laughs> uh, no, you can't. You can't use any of Scott's. You can't go okay, back and my listen anyway. in real time to the <laughs> Jurisprudence podcast to see whether he's telling the truth about inclusive legal positivism. Um, you can't do that. Oh no! You, what, a, as doing? a concerned citizen says in the chat, you don't do your own research. All right. Ooh, right, um, exactly. It's exactly you'll up, right. Yeah, you'll, you'll end up with COVID. Um, yeah. So, all right. Is that how you get that? That is yeah. how you get COVID, <laughs> by doing your own research. All right, Scott, uh, the floor is yours. Here is Scott Shapiro playing Where's the Lie? I, uh, thank you so much, Ben, and thank you so much, Kate, for having me on the show. Um, I just want to say one thing that is very hard for me to lie. Um, as a philosopher, I, 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 maybe I mentioned this before, we're not allowed to lie. As, as you all know, philosophy, philo, means hate. Sophia is lying. Um, so philosophy means hate, hatred of lying. Um, and so um, it's very hard for me to do. Um, that, so, I thought that the PHI, okay, sorry. Sorry, Kate, I agreed not to talk. Please, okay. yeah. Okay, so let, let, let me just start by saying, okay, so I grew up in New Jersey, okay? Everyone, I mean, I've mentioned this before. I grew up in New Jersey, and my uncle, my Uncle Bernie, he worked for New Jersey Transit. So during high school, he got me a summer job um, at New Jersey Transit. And on my first day, I was sent to the dispatcher to help him do whatever uh, dispatch things. Um, and obviously I had no idea what, what to do, but it was like super cool. I got to sit in the control room. Um, now, um, after lunch, I noticed that the dispatcher was looking really, really weird and like there's something wrong. And like 30 minutes into it, he turns to me and he says, kid, I ate something really bad for lunch and I, and I got to go to the shitter because this is New Jersey, this is the way that we talk. I got to go to the shitter um, and I'll be back soon. So like, I'm totally freaked out, of course, because um, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. The, the dispatcher's in the bathroom. And like five minutes later, I hear from the radio. It goes, emergency, emergency, five people tied to track in Trenton, train with conductor barreling down track to hit them. Pull switch, pull switch. 
And like, I don't know what to do. Cause like, <laughs> you know, what's the right thing to do here? Shut the fuck uh, up, Scott. What? Nothing. What? Nothing. <laughs> Wait, I really hope that this is true now. I'm really <laughs> I'm just but, loving that yes. Scott has gotten this far um, uh, uh, in telling a trolley problem uh, about oh. Trenton. Oh, fuck. That's great. Thank you. You ruined it. Um, <laughs> yes, there's a trolley problem. Can I can I start over? Yeah. Okay. Also, okay. So, because it's a different thing. Just ignore what I just said. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so what I spent my. On? Just ignore what I just said. That that trolley problem thing is didn't. That was a lie. Okay. So then ruined <laughs> it. Okay. Okay. So I spent my whole life, like up until law school, on the East Coast. I went to college there, I went to high school there, elementary school. So when I went to law school, I wanted to go to the West Coast, okay? And so my first year of law school, I went to Berkeley, which at the time was called Bolt Hall. Isn't it still? No, they changed the name. You corrected me on this once. You yelled at me when I introduced Oren as saying that he was at the Bolt Hall School of Law, and both of you looked at me like I was crazy. It used to, it used to be called Bolt Hall. Now it's called Berkeley. And, um, and the thing about my, when my parents who, uh, my, my father's no longer alive. My, my, uh, my mother who thank God is, and, um, they both, uh, and I love her dearly. And they took me to Berkeley. Um, and, um, at the time I was an Orthodox Jew. And so, the thing about being Orthodox Jew is you kind of need a car. You need a vehicle because you, it's not easy to get kosher food. Um, and so, um, but I didn't want a car. My parents also, like, if you don't have a car, you can't not drive on Shabbat. Well, that's true. So there's no, you get no credit for not driving if you're exactly. trying to drive. So, so my, so my parents. Uh, so I want to. Do you have like an elevator in their house too, so that they can shut it no, down every Saturday? No, no, that's a banking regulation. Um, oh. So <laughs> what, what happened? What, what happened was my um, my parents. Um, we decided I want. Well, I wanted a scooter, but my dad was like, "No, you don't want a scooter um, because you need something with more power." So my parents, for reasons which are just like really weird, they insisted on getting me a motorcycle. So we go and they buy me a motorcycle, a 400cc Kawasaki motorcycle. Very powerful motorcycle. Um, really a very strange thing to get. I had never driven a motorcycle before. I'd never driven a scooter before. I didn't know how to drive a manual transmission before. So my, we, we go, we go to the dealership, we pick out a motorcycle because um, I need, I need some way of getting around to buy kosher food um, and um, the motorcycle would be my way of doing it. So this, did you so, have a motorcycle license? Yeah, you actually have to get a motorcycle license. So I got a motorcycle Where license. Where the fuck are you supposed to put groceries on a motorcycle? <laughs> oh, you, you, but you put their, their saddlebags that you put no. under, uh, um, and so, like, if you, if you actually go by, um, 
Uh, I, mine were canvas, but they're normally leather. Um, but anyway, so that's how I did my shopping. You take the stuff and put it in a in a in a in a in the saddlebags. Now on the way home from the dealership, I, like I didn't know how to. They taught me how to drive the ride the motorcycle in the um, in the parking lot. The 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 guy who sold me the your the parents motorcycle. Did? No, not my parents, the person who sold me the thing. But, like, I really didn't know what I was doing. So on the way home, I was, tra- I was, I was going behind my parents who at, were in a rental car. And as I was going to the apartment, which we had just rented, I turned the corner and I fell. And I hurt, I, like, actually can't even show. I separated my AC joint. Um, you get, it was really painful. But was, it was much worse that I did it in front of my parents. Um, like I was like, I didn't even have the, like the cool story of being wiping out on a motorcycle, like on the highway. It was like, I did it right in front of my parents and my mother, God bless her. She said, I said, mom, I, I think I heard my sister said, get back on the motorcycle. Let's get back. Let's get to the, to the apartment. So I get back on the motorcycle. It still hurts me to this day, kind of, um, thir- uh, you know, like 30 years later. Um, so I get back to the apartment, whatever. I have a motorcycle. That's the point of the story. Okay. Now I just want to say a little bit about Berkeley at this time. Berkeley Law School was a crazy place, like absolutely insane place. One of the things that people like Berkeley let you bring your dog to school. So like no. in the law school, yeah, yeah, you what can about bring your, your dog's do- shirt. <laughs> you no, they had stand. They had standards. Standards. Um, <laughs> um, so the thing was is that there would be dogs going all over. There would be like always dogs in the hallway, which was like both cool and also post-apocalyptic. But it was kind of you know it's kind of cool. You could bring a dog to, to to school and have them roam around when you were in class. Another thing was at the end of the semester, people would bring joints to class. And in my contracts class, three joints were passed around in the middle of class. Yeah, yeah, wait, wait. In There's my so small, much bullshit about this story in, already. In my, in my, wait. In my small group, I'm sitting next to my crim law professor. And there's a joint, there's a, <laughs> no, but I, Ben will remember this. This was right around the time that um, Douglas Ginsburg was nominated for the Supreme Court, and because he, whatever, like had smoked joints with his students, with his students, he was um, he was uh, like he couldn't. Um, he was he withdrawn. Uh, he, he was, was never right, actually. He was never actually nominated because it came out between the time of the intent to nominate and the actual nomination. Exactly right. I just right. want to say so, that this is making Amy Chua look good, but well, yeah, so, <laughs> no comment. I comment I know, nothing I know, about, I know. about a... anything. Anything. So I. So the joint comes to me. I'm sitting next to the professor. The joint comes to me. I hand the joint. Of course, I don't take. I don't. I don't take anything from it. Um, I don't inhale. Um, and I give it to the professor. The professor's talking. He takes the joint. He passes it around and it goes around. So it's a wild, wild place. In the meantime, I, you know, 
being an Orthodox Jew, I was a Sabbath observer. And as a Sabbath observer, what you have to do is on Friday night, um, before sundown, you can't, you have, you can't, you can't like use a car, you can't turn on lights, you have to have all your stuff settled to the beginning of Sabbath. So um, I always like Friday was always I always had to rush around getting food and stuff like that um, for Sabbath and especially going to the kosher butcher, which was in Oakland. And they had at that this weekend, they had something called brisket bonanza, which is excellent brisket. Um, and I want to get there and get some brisket and get other things. OK, whatever. So I go. But before I can do that, I get invited to this professor's house. A bunch of students get invited to the professor's house. And the professor gets drunk. Um, they have like wine and he starts getting drunk. And it's like, I got to leave because I have to get to the to the butcher before the Sabbath. And he starts getting like all anti-Semitic on me. He starts like saying, oh, I'll get you a prayer rug. You can just do prayers here. And he starts going wah, 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 with the other students. And it was like really uncomfortable. And I'm like, <laughs> that's funny, but I really have to go. And they're like, oh, no, come on. Yeah, it was it was out of control, out of control. So anyway, so finally I get out of the out of the professor's um, house. I get on my motorcycle. I I'm going like a little faster than normal, but I wasn't crazy. I I, I go to the to, to the the butcher in Oakland, and I pull into the into the driveway of the butcher, and then all of a sudden three cop cars descend on me woman i remember as a female officer comes out she says what does the Get old testament say about that well if you like you're real, if you if you get home, it's, a, it's, it's 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 a bit unclear on motorcycles but um they said <laughs> get against the wall get your hands on the wall and i'm like what did i do officer just get against the wall get your hands on the wall i'm like what am I doing? So I get my hands against the wall. She pats me down and she goes, do you have any idea what you're doing, what you were doing? And I said, I'm just going to the butcher. And she says to me, you were going 95 miles per hour in a 25 mile an hour zone. You had three police cars chasing you for 10 to 15 minutes and you did nothing, get against, stay against the wall while we call this in. And I'm like, my parents are going to kill me, you know, because like, I was like, I, you know, like going 95 miles per hour. And like, I like on the motorcycle that they bought me when I promised I wasn't going to do that. But also like, I'm in, I'm in law school. I don't like want to go to jail. Um, cause like I was like, a, like a fugitive escaping justice or something like that. So we go to, so they call in the thing and they were like, okay, you tell me why you were going so fast. Why are you in such a hurry? And I said, I am an Orthodox Jew and I need to get to the butcher to buy things to get home and, um, before the Sabbath. She's like, she doesn't know anything from this. She's like, why do you have to get home before um, uh, so, so early, I said, because when the sun goes down, she's like, you a vampire? And I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm not a vampire. I'm an Orthodox it's Jew. Worse. Now, I, 
I didn't wear a, I didn't wear a yarmulke at the time, so I couldn't prove it. I just had like a helmet and like a a jacket and stuff like that. So she says to me, she says, "Why would you have to get to a butcher?" And I say, "Because it's a kosher butcher, and that's the only food that I can eat." And then she said, "Well, why can't you go later?" I said, "Because the butcher closes." And she goes, "When is it close?" I said, "I don't know. At three o'clock." She goes, "What kind of butcher?" Closes at three o'clock, and you're like a kosher butcher. I say a on kosher Friday. butcher because the kosher butcher also needs to get home, and so they go back, they discuss things, and they come back and they say, um, "We don't believe you." Now, meanwhile, <laughs> other cars descend because, like, there was a big chase, um, and so like this is like a danger, like that, like who knows? So then now there are five cop cars. So I take. So the another like the sergeant comes out and says, I, "We got this call. Apparently, there you were fleeing from the police. Um, there's a story. Please explain to me why you would be doing this." I take the guy over to the butcher, and I say, "Wait, how I'm far away is the how far away is the butcher from the from the it's site?" Like the, it, it's like a, so it's a it's like a strip mall. So he's like um, two two um, stores in from the parking lot. So okay, I take so him, I take him and I point up to the, to the sign. And I said, he says, why do you need to get here so fast? And I said, cause I don't want to miss the brisket bonanza because there's a big sign that said brisket bonanza and they all crack up. They all think it's the funniest thing they ever heard in their life. Brisket bonanza, brisket bonanza. So they say, we we think it's so funny that they're gonna they're not gonna take me in. They're gonna write a ticket, but I have to go to court and explain my story to the judge. Okay, whatever. So I'm like really like both relieved but kind of scared. Like, what's the judge gonna do? Okay, the judge is so, Jewish and gets the story. I know where this is going. No, wait, wait. Ben. wait. <laughs> Where's the go big to, mom watching TV? Sorry. So I go to court, okay, and I put on a jacket and tie, and the guy, the the judge says to me, oh, this says that you, um, you know, you, like you have like a class Z infraction. You know, it was like you know seventy miles an hour over the speed limit. Uh, can you tell me what you do? And I say I am a law student. And they said, oh, you're a law student where? I say at Bolt Hall. He goes, oh, really? Um, why were you going 70 miles an hour over the speed limit? Now, I figure that because brisk, brisket bonanza gets me out of it with the <laughs> cops, I'm going to just do that with the judge. So I say, because of brisket bonanza. Now, apparently, this does not go over well. He says, excuse me, can you say it again? I said, I didn't want to miss the brisket bonanza. And he says, I really have no idea what you're saying. And I say, well, I'm, I, there's a butcher and they were running brisket bonanza and I, they were going to close and I didn't want to miss it. And he says, you are a law student and your defense is brisket <laughs> bonanza? And I say, yes. And he says, okay. He writes out a thing, which is a ticket for $210, which I, I looked up, 
it's $500 in current terms. He gives me a ticket for fi basically $500, and he says, this time I'm going to let you go. Um, next time, this is not going to happen. So, like, I can't. So, I called my sister, and she actually, my sister is older. She she sent me the two hundred and ten dollars because I can't tell my 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 parents that, and that's how I got out of um, uh, going to jail. And I literally thought that this was going to end with him. He gives you a rain check for you to go to brisket bonanza. <laughs> like... Okay, so I am going to assert a point of personal privilege here. And this is outside of the game, okay? But uh, there is a person watching this show to which to whom the answer to this question that I'm going to ask will be really relevant. And I just want you to, this is outside the game. It's not going to bear on the truth or falsity or any of that. Kate will understand as soon as I ask the question. So, Scott, did you report your uh, behavior to the law school uh, as um, possibly bearing on your fitness to be a member of the bar? And uh, secondly, when you applied for bar membership later, did you uh, raise it as a matter of potential moral turpitude that, the, that you had been going 90 in a 20 zone um, uh, and had uh, done it all in the name of brisket? Did you report that to the bar <laughs> as a possible reason not to admit you? Oh, yes sorry, or no, ben, we'll do fine with, with, with both of these. I'm sorry, Ben, all, you were cut out for the whole time. Um, <laughs> no, I did, not, I, I did not report any of that. Yeah. Um, and so, so if you were approached, say, by a young law student who had a uh, traffic infraction better. that involved the cops, and this person were concerned that maybe he or she would need to report uh, uh, his or her conduct to his or her law school, or maybe, you know, notify the bar when, uh, when it came time for that. Would you advise this person that that was necessary? I would uh, absolutely say it was unnecessary. Okay. <laughs> Just saying. Um, uh, uh, meanwhile, back in the game. Uh, okay. Kate, do you want to get us started? Oh, man. There are so many questions. Okay. Uh, the first one, your parents got you the motorcycle. Did they pay for the motorcycle outright, all in one go? Yeah, because that was $2,500, I remember. Um, and they, they, they bought it. And my mom has this thing. She doesn't like paying with credit. So she paid. She okay. like, yeah. Um, ben? So I am hung up on the whole thing of New Jersey Jewish parents buying their law school kid a motorcycle. I know, um, I know. Which I, I got to say, for those of you who do not know the Jewish community, that has an implausible feel to it, much more implausible than, um, uh, uh, say, the interaction with the cop. Um, so because they, I, like, use Razor scooters or what? No, just motorcycles and Jews. I, like, it's okay. It's a totally normal thing for a Jewish kid to rebel totally by getting a motorcycle. And that would upset the parents. But 
there's not like a hereditary motorcycle culture in the Jewish community. <laughs> I, yeah. So no. my question is, what what if if your mother or father, uh, may he rest in peace, were here and we asked them for their account of like, what the fuck were you thinking? Um, what would be their account of the motorcycle purchase? I'm calling my mom right now. <laughs> we can hear this. Okay, good. What if she picks up? How are you? Hi, mom. You're on. You're on a show right now. Okay. So, so just be careful what you say. Okay. Everything's being recorded. I just want you to know. Okay. 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 Did when when I went to Berkeley, did you buy me a motorcycle? And why did you buy me? Uh, and why did you buy me a motorcycle? Right, tra transportation. And whose idea was it? Who insisted that I get it? Yeah, dad, yeah, because he wanted something that was more powerful in case I got into like a jam. He wanted me to be able to pull away. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much, Pat, Mom. Make sure I your mom I, knows that she's not. You're not like going to win a couple million dollars okay. or something. You know, like no, no. <laughs> my, we, we don't. Would you say your son tells the truth or is a liar? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Mom. I love you very much. I'll speak to you later. Bye bye. Bye. Okay. okay. So, oh, so so we cute. can we can oh, say that oh. as Jordan you know, produced the plate. Um, Scott has, I think, provided significant evidence that the motorcycle part of this story is true. Kate, your second question. No, Pauline. Uh, Pauline says, who says it's really his mom? I'm going to tell you, I've heard Scott's mom before because she's shown up occasionally on the on the uh, jurisprudence podcast. podcast, that's actually Scott's mm -hmm. mom. Yeah, it um, is actually and his mom. It is his mom. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna validate that. I think we can accept the motorcycle purchase as Goyasha as it is as yeah, true. I mean, yes, okay. I, I, nobody was more surprised than I that they wanted they insisted that I get a motorcycle, which may no I mean like really was very much out of type out of character but that is in fact what i happened. love it that i think that the my favorite okay so we have to go to the audience questions then so you should bring those so we can do a round robin but i just want to say that i am loving that all of the 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 women the jewish women in the chat are just like absolutely not slash incredulous, incredulous about about scott's more, moms are, are like are more likely they like you have that you have paid someone to pretend to be your mom on a phone call than <laughs> that your mom answered the phone and actually like a t testified to the fact that she she approved and bought you a motorcycle yeah it's okay. it's so un-jewish it's like could have shown up on the Lenny Bruce Jewish and Goyish as <laughs> as, as as Goyish as lime jello. Um, yeah. Parents buying the kid a motorcycle. Um, Wait, all right. My family eats lime jello. Is that a Goyish thing? Lime oh, jello yeah. shows up in the Lenny Bruce. It's it's actually lime jello, very Goyish. Oh, it's yeah. um 
It's we the, well because because no <laughs> okay that's so that's, Jello Jello is I, inherently goyish unless it's kosher because it has a, a, a the gelatin it has a a, a, a meat oh, yeah, it has something it has from hooves. a horse foot it's actually oh. literally from the cloven hooves <laughs> yeah exactly and so it it but then there's something about lime that makes it even more goyish okay. um yeah. all right rich uh we have richard we have mateo and we have the disembodied voice of paula who's uh uh who's there but you cannot be seen richard your first question I'm sorry um okay uh scott can you tell me about the the road with the 25 mile per hour speed limit is like where is it lo located residential business what is it uh, yeah, used it, for most and so on yeah so what happened was i did not like riding the motorcycle i really i it kind of scared me and i like i was i several times i was thrown from the motorcycle just stopping at a at a thing at a at a stoplight like i would just like fly off the thing um i think i actually think motorcycles are unbelievably dangerous or like it was unbelievably dangerous for me and so i almost never went on the highway so i would take the back streets to get to the butcher because i did not like taking the highway because i didn't like going funny i didn't like going 65 miles per hour now so in fact i was going through the back streets which were at which according to the officer i was like 25 miles per hour but i was going 95 miles per hour i will say in my defense that i was like thinking at the time like i was like i remember thinking about some like law thing no i was like thinking about some law thing some torch thing or something so that's what happened oh i just want to say something to all you law students out there my first semester at law school i on contracts i got the second to lowest mark in law school in in the in the in the class of 100 i got the second to lowest mark for my contracts exam mateo when you took it i'm sorry were you high no, no, when I, you <laughs> no i did i was always straight mateo, mateo um uh your first question all right um what time of year did this incident allegedly occur That's a really good question. I would say it would have to be uh, like very late fall or early spring when the um, when the sunset is um, mm. is low. You know, so I, I, r roughly around that. But I don't exactly remember um, the time. But it was not either early fall or late spring. Paula. Um. I want to know why you thought that you were going to go to jail and then how many people, this is one question, by the way, because I think they're related. Like, did you talk to your professors about it? How, like, how much did it take over your life? Like, how um, so, worried were you? Um, so I was unbelievably worried when I was asked to go against the wall and they frisked me that I would, I will say I'm not, I'm not embarrassed to say that I was scared at the time. And I was also scared that they wouldn't believe me about the brisket bonanza stuff. Um, but when the person wrote me the ticket for the desk appearance, um, she had said to me, this, we're not going to arrest you, but you have to explain this to the judge. I was much more afraid that 
I was going to get a big fine and I wouldn't be able to like, like pay it until my sister um, uh, bailed me out. Um, so, um, Melissa, thank you if you're if you're if you're listening or watching. Um, All right, KK, your second question. Um. Why didn't you notice all of these police cars chasing you through the back alleys in Berkeley? I don't. I don't know. I think partly it's because when you when you ride a motorcycle, you wear a helmet, and it's uh, obviously oh. you know you, you can't hear. And number two is I tend to be. I mean, I know this is going to be very hard to believe. A bit absent-minded. Um, and I was a bit lost in thought, and I was like thinking about like something like transferred intent or something like that, or the rule in Shelley's case or something like that. And I just uh, and I was also wanted to get to the butcher, and so all those things combined such that when the three car cop cars converged, I was really surprised, um, and they were surprised that I was surprised because they they said there was a big chase. Um, and did, and so that's what I was really worried about was that they would they, like that 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 this was like some huge uh, violation, like some felony or something. But once they wrote me the ticket, I knew it wasn't. All right, my turn. I am having trouble with the halacha of this. Um, what the hell does that mean? So uh, like Jewish law associated with it. Okay, so. Oh, the halal. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, 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 not not halal. Wrong religion. Um, uh, halacha, uh, Jewish law. So there's no like. I, I'm sorry. There's no real like English word for that except you know Jewish law. Um, so it's almost three o'clock, or you wouldn't be worried about missing bis brisket bonanza. Um, it's late fall, so you've got less than two hours until sundown. Um, you're, a brisket takes a long time to cook, and you've still got to get home. So, I can only think of two ways the time works here, based on not still cooking the brisket at when Shabbat starts. One is that this is actually, uh, you know, kind of an insta-cook. You're bu buying a cooked brisket. And the second would be that you're actually planning... They, they sell cooked briskets? Yeah, some places will sell you a cooked brisket. Um, but the other possibility, which would be more kind of from would be that this is a brisket you're going to put in the oven tonight and leave there for 24 hours. Um, and it's going to be, your net, you know, at a low tent, a slow cooked thing that... So my question is, what were your plans for you get the brisket 95 miles an hour to the, to the store, you get the brisket under your arm, you get home, it's 3.30, and now what happens to the brisket in your, in your, is it a, is it a chillant? Is it a cooked brisket? What's the plan here? Okay. That's an excellent question. Um, not, not to, 
disparage the other questions, which were also excellent. Um, uh, but I would just say the following. Um, before I was 28, I, didn't, I never cooked one thing in my entire life. Not rice, not like nothing. Um, I did not know, I, this, is, this is like wild. I did not know you could cook. Like, in, in like I thought, like I thought you needed a factory in order to make something because, like, all I ever got was like factory stuff. So, like at the time, I never cooked anything. So, what the butcher did, the the reason why it was a bonanza is because the butcher cooked it for you. They had that, and they had another thing which I've never been able to replicate, which was a lemon rosemary chicken, which was really exquisite. Um, and I've never been able to replicate it. So it, I bought everything that was pre-cooked. So you got it pre-cooked. Then... Okay, so that's a perfectly plausible answer, Scott, except for one thing, which is really bugging me. You didn't tell me you were there buying pre-cooked, like, we, it, like fucking some... Montreal and you're buying smoked meat or something. You said you were buying a brisket. Now, when your average American thinks about buying a brisket, they're thinking about a big raw slab of meat that you put home. Most Americans, like the Goyish Americans, will cook it in Coca-Cola and shit. But, you know, like... Um, lime jello. Lime jello, right. <laughs> but, I mean... I mean, you didn't mention the part about the br the brisket being already cooked. And I just, no I want difference. you to, I want you to answer for that. Um, um, it's because I'm very judicious in facts that I um, relate um, to my audience. And I did not think it was relevant to the story that it had been cooked. Um, but now that it, since you since you um, think it's relevant, I will then just add that, in fact, it was cooked and therefore neither here nor there. Richard, your second question. OK, uh, Scott, what were you what were you wearing on the mo when you were riding the motorcycle? You know, I can't say I remember to be perfectly honest with you. Just standard motorcycle no. attire or no, no, I I I am a I am I was an Orthodox Jew at the time as I mentioned, and I do think that is actually against the law um to wear motorcycle <laughs> attire. Um uh so I did um but I did <laughs> I'm just remembering this. I once did when I was in Oxford I bought in Camden Town, I, st I was like such a, st a stupid person. I bought a motorcycle jacket um, because I was like trying various things. I had long hair down to here and I just was like very strange. And I bought like a, jack a motorcycle jacket that was too short. And I couldn't go back to the people in Camden Town and say I bought a too short thing. So I spent the next three years every day stretching and stretching the motorcycle jacket which apparently does not work um because i could not admit that like i was just too uncool to even buy a correct motorcycle jacket i thought you were going to say that you spend the next month doing like ab workouts to try to get your torso like no 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 no, no. it was too short and i kept on pulling it and pulling it and it never and never um 
It oh never my worked. God, I haven't laughed so hard. I don't know. <laughs> like, All right. Paula, your second question. Um, how many... <laughs> Paula's, like, watching Paula's face during this whole thing <laughs> is, like, actually the best part of the show. <laughs> oh, this is also a combined two-part question. Um, how long did you have the motorcycle for? Uh, one year. One year. You can answer that part. Okay. Um, how many helmets did you have? Only one. Uh, um, the, the, the Schnell, I think it's Schnell or the Shell. The, it's a very beautiful story, actually. Um, the main, um, uh, uh, when, you buy a motor, when you buy a motorcycle helmet, um, uh, there, it's, uh, I think it's Schnell or Shell, I forget which. Um, there was a, a terrible story. This uh, uh, um, young man was killed um, on a motorcycle um, uh, because he wasn't wearing an adequate helmet and his parents set up a foundation that rates motorcycle helmets um, uh, like it's a nonprofit because they never want uh, another parent to go through oh, wow. what they went through. It's a very beautiful, it's very beautiful. It's really a way of taking a tragedy and you know, at least turning into something affirming. So um, I only had one, and it was Shell or Schnell, whichever was um, uh, um, approved. Okay. All right, Mateo, your second question. All right. Before I ask, can I ask uh, Ben, you and Kate? I'm, I'm curious if you guys knew that Scott went to Berkeley for a year. I wait, no, wait, this is, this is, wait, 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 wait a second. This is like asking Google. This is not no, the, hu the collective human minds are, oh, are okay. allowed to consult. Um, I did not, but I see nothing implausible about it. Yeah, I agree. I think he graduated, I think he graduated from Columbia, if memory serves. I believe Columbia and Yale was his uh, law school. And in fact, I remember him having a Twitter exchange with someone a while back uh, where he confessed to getting a low grade your senior year of undergrad. Uh, and then yeah. this, but you'd already been accepted, I believe, to Yale, you said. Uh, and then, um, but fortunately, you were still able to go to law school there. Now, I'm not certain that's what that was, but that... that yeah, let's we can move aside from this. That's not the, the issue here. Um, you maintain that you don't remember if it was fall or spring that the motorcycle incident happened. I, I will say that's consistent with the weather in the Bay Area that's more <laughs> or less the same in the fall and the spring. Right, yeah. People, pe pe people always say that. Um, um, that uh they they um love uh they love uh the, the part of the uh, of the country because um it has seasons um mm -hmm. but i but i found like every day was every season like you wake up it's winter then it's fall then it's spring summer and then it goes back again and so there's actually a very bizarre um berkeley is weird now, i just had one other thing just just but i was kosher at the time, which meant that all the reasons to be in Berkeley did not apply to me. 
So I like I never went. I never got. I ne- I could not not eat any of the food in Berkeley that like that what that is justly famous for. So it was um uh, it was a less than happy time for me. I would say hmm. that that makes sense. So so my question is, wherever you went to law school, did you go home for the winter holidays? Yes. All right. Can we I have we have one more. Wait, wait, wait. It's not your turn, Paula. We have not a question or comment. All right. Go ahead. I've actually, I promise I'm not a weirdo. I've looked at Scott's resume on the Yale EDU page. Did you do it while we were doing the show? No, no. This was a while ago when he first started coming on the show. Just when you were being a stalker. (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. And I I couldn't. What did it reveal? I don't remember seeing Berkeley on there. I, but I could Yeah, but he didn't graduate from Berkeley, so that. But you be... might still put your first year there. Yeah, no? so I, 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 I list your degree. I, I don't remember. I'm just making a point, and I'm not a stalker. I just look people up. I originally <laughs> so for for a bunch of years, I did have that on my thing. It's just like as one's resume changes, yeah, things become less relevant. Like yeah, I don't have yeah, my first relevant. jobs on there anymore. Yeah, I've taken yeah. high school off of. I've got, yeah. I, took my, I took my resume off of my resume. Um, <laughs> Kate, uh, this is your last question. Um, you said you had it for one year. What happened to the motorcycle after one year? I, I. So, I mean, I would say that I sold it, but it's so unlikely and so unlike me. You just to, like tethered that, it like, to like, like left it somewhere. Like, you just like left <laughs> it outside the burning house. Still there. I, that's such a good question. I don't know what I did with the. I don't know what I did with the. I it it's highly likely I went to the dealership in which I bought it and then sold it back for like four hundred dollars or something like that. that All right, so- that's much more. So here's my my last question. Um, when when did you stop being orthodox relative to this whole uh, incident? It was around the same time, right? Uh, when I was 26 years old, I think in February on a Saturday in February, uh, when I was 26 years old, I gave it up. And you um, were fact, that's a, and you were how I was old? in grad school. I was, okay, so that, that uh, was twenty-six. And how old were you when this happened? Well, Twenty-three. I see. So you were sort of three years away from saying "fuck it all." Um, I've had enough of this. Um, yeah. Where, in relation to this uh, sequence, is um, the ten years you spent as a computer programmer? So I was a computer programmer from like a sophomore in college to my second year in uh, my end of my second year in law school. So that's why I was like 23. So so I would be so it would be you know it was like so I would say it was like more like seven years, maybe seven eight years. So it was something um, you did on the side while you did all these other things. Yes, exactly. But though I, I that's how I that's how I supported myself because um, that's how I made money because um, I had no other uh, um, source of, you know, income. All right, Richard, your last question. Okay, uh, Scott, do you 
do you tend to be um and have you always tended if you if you, if you have this tendency that's the question no um but you tended to be cautious and careful all your life as far as yes. your physical safety yes i am i am i am a, a physically cautious person um and i that's why I was going on back streets with the motorcycle. I did not like the idea, but my father assured me that this was the right thing to do from a physical safety point of view is not to have like a Honda scooter or something, but a death machine. Um, and I, um, which may know sense at all, but like, I was like, oh, shows you what Jews know about <laughs> motorcycles. <laughs> um, so I mean, I really like my, uh, you know, not to talk about my family, but my, I would just say that none of my children have motorcycles that I have purchased for them. Paula, your last question. Um, you told me when I first asked you about advice for my first year that you got, I believe, bad grades your first semester, your 1L year at Yale. No, it was Or Berkeley. at Columbia, my bad. No? no it was Berkeley. It was Berkeley. Um, because one of the things I learned in the application process is it's very hard to transfer, especially if you have bad 1L grades, because that's what Fantastic. they go off of. Fantastic question. So. Um, at, at Berkeley, Berkeley had this um, system. If you had a two semester course, so like civil procedure, contracts, so two, there were two two semester courses, civil procedure and contract, and you could take um, uh, uh, your exams in those courses, but they, they, the exams didn't count um, for the first semester. It was only the second semester where they counted. So I did terribly on the two courses that didn't count. Um, I did decently on the two ones that did count. And then I figured out how to do law school. And then I, I did way better in my second semester. And so the courses in which the exams I did terribly did not count because they were like, um, they were like uh, uh, tryouts or something like that. All right, Mateo, you get the last question of the day. All right, it's sort of a two-parter, but it's really the same question. Uh, do your parents know about this incident? And if so, when did they no. find out? No, they do not know. Um, call my, uh, can I call my no. mom? No, don't tell <laughs> your mom now. Just okay. have her watch the show and have her watch the show and bring her on later to to, uh, my, to to talk about it. My mom does not know that this happened. Um, and mom, <laughs> I'm sorry that you found out with dozens and dozens of other people. Uh, <laughs> All right. Um, um, in reverse order. Uh, let's get the, uh, uh, let's get the verdicts. Mateo, what do you think? I think he did go to Berkeley for first year of law school, but I do not think this happened. Uh, my suspicion started with the not remembering what time of year. I would have thought that with this high stress situation and being close with your parents, that you'd remember having to keep it secret with your sister over the holidays. Uh, but 
Uh, if you don't remember, that seems like a thing that you'd be able to place it around. And the other thing is the brisket bonanza seems like something you'd say now if you were pulled over. But I don't know if you were quite so confident as a, as a jokester uh, back uh Back in the day. Oh, he definitely was. <laughs> All right. Mateo, thumbs down. Paula, your verdict. I think he's lying. And it's because if I were to call my mom to tell her first that I was on a show, I'd get like 500 questions. And then the conversation would just like, you just can't. So you think him. he's not just lying. He put his mom up to this. Oh, yeah. I think he called his mom before this, if that was his mom. I don't know. Um, and said, I'm going to ask you these questions because you don't just call someone and tell them you're on a show and then they're like, okay. Um, that's just, it doesn't work like that. No yeah, way. Yeah, let's do the DNA start... test, Scott. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Paula, thumbs down. Richard. Yeah, I was, I was just say tough uh, crowd. Skeptical <laughs> crowd. Richard, what do you think? Well, I, you know, the... A police chase is plausible, but um, and being absent-minded not enough not to realize how fast you're going is plausible because I've done that um, a couple of times actually. And but what what seems implausible to me is that um, Scott could be going at 95, 90 or 95, and that the that just the control of the motorcycle and the um, and the the wind resistance wouldn't be enough in itself to um, uh, make him consider what he was doing. So, um, so I think he's lying. Three votes for for Scott lying. Um, before we go to host uh, uh, verdicts, let's uh, look at the poll. The poll is almost 70% for Scott lying. So the audience thinks Scott's lying. Kate, what's your what's your verdict? I think he's telling the truth. Kate, so what's what's your logic for that? I like Scott and I don't want him to lie to me. <laughs> that's, that's an inadequate answer, but all right. All right. I gotta unpack this a minute because I'm actually having trouble with this one. Um, first of all, I think the story is basically plausible. That is, um, Scott's mother seems to validate the motorcycle part and um, that defies my sense of how Jewish families work, but I'm gonna take the mom testimony at face value because I don't think Scott could get his mother to <laughs> to play that game. Um, uh, so I'm going to take the motorcycle exists at face value. Then we've got... Um, Sorry, my... my, 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 what? my yeah, I, I, I like the light effect here. So then the... Okay, the one... one one part of the story is just like totally obviously plausible, plausible, which is got to get home in time for Shabbos, got to get home in time to cook for Shabbos. That's like a, a an old standby. That really happens all the time. Um, all right. So then we come to so so far, and the the fact that Professor doesn't get it and is like totally plausible. Okay. 
Then we have, oh, the interactions with the cops. Totally plausible. Try explaining Jewish law and its effects <laughs> to two cops who stop you at a, at, at a traffic infraction. Particularly if you're not wearing a kippah. I think if you're like, if you've got side locks and, you know, and, you know, you're dressed all in black with a big black hat, you can, you could tell them anything and they'd believe you. But if you're, if you look like a basically, uh, you know, normal adult male and you're saying, well, Jewish law requires me to, you know, dance a jig in front of you, I, I think that story makes a lot of sense. Um, then we've got two problems that I really can't, don't know that I can get around. One is, if you were buying cooked brisket, I think that would have actually been an important part of the story. Because the brisket bonanza, um, uh, you know, you weren't saying I had to get home in time to cook the brisket. You weren't like you were... You like, but most places like you don't buy a brisket cooked most of the time, um, except unless you're in Montreal or something. Um, and so I just think that's like a, plays a weird role in the story, and that makes me so. The other thing is, ninety-five miles an hour on back streets is really implausible to me. And so I'm going to take the two of them together and say I think there's a lot of elements of truth to this story. But the core of it, it, there's something about it that's not working and I think has got to be wrong. So, um, oh, I notice um, that I moved some members of the audience, changed their votes to lying uh, while Kate and I were talking. All right, it's time for the big reveal. Should, should I ask my sister? Should I call my sister? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. But how, how do we know your sister's not lying? We, we, we don't. Hey, Melissa, first of all, don't say any. You're on a show. You're being recorded right now, okay? Just, I want you, okay? Um, do you remember um, when I, I was in Berkeley, I got a ticket for $210, and it's because I didn't want to tell mom and dad you gave me the money to pay the, the ticket because I went 95 miles per hour on my motorcycle. Do you remember that? No, I know, but you do you, do you, you don't remember if that was true? Vaguely. I vaguely remember something like that happening. Uh, if you were to put me on a stand, I wouldn't be able to 100% verify it. But uh, I vaguely remember that happening. Okay, I asked her if thank, you went to Berkeley for a year. Did I go to Berkeley for a year? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Okay, thank you so much. And did, it didn't... That I know. Okay, 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 thank you. I love... Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I love you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Um, it's a hundred percent true. Every single. I'm basically uh, taking this that no one remembers anything about you, Scott. In your <laughs> one hundred. Literally, there was not one part of that story that was not true. Yeah. But, uh, uh, not one part. Brisket Bonanza got me out of it, both with the cops. And the judge, 95, I don't know if I was going 95 pounds per hour, but that's what they claimed. Um, and every, I, like, because philosophy means hatred of lying, 
It doesn't, but actually, so um, the, star, the uh, stuff about the stuff about Trenton and Philo, by the way, means love, not hatred. Like, so, like, <laughs> and Sophia means wisdom. So, All right. Means so, wisdom. um, uh, uh, the stuff about let's be clear, the stuff about Trenton and the trolley problem, total That's bullshit. That's not true. Okay. That's total bullshit. My my uncle did not work for New Jersey Transit. Scott. Shapiro, you're a great American. This was fabulous. Um, we will I be back you. tomorrow. I have no idea who the uh, guest Can will we be. Just cancel all other future Where's the Lies and just bring on Scott to do something uh, now. Uh, no, we can't do that because there are other good stories we're going to have. Um, <laughs> Including, by the way, uh, I don't think the Reverend Dr. Hillary Livingston is here today, but audience wears the lie. The next time we do that, it's going to be with the Reverend Doctor. Anyway, it'll all start 22 hours and 56 minutes from now. And until then, we can't have fun anymore. Oh, wait. But, oh, Scott has to do it. Wait Scott? But we can't have brisket bonanza. I was going <laughs> to say that. Yeah.